We give a praise, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 I believe the word of God, yeah. I believe the word of God. It is the final authority in my life, yeah. And in spite of my circumstances, in spite of my circumstances, in spite of my situation, I believe the word of God. Oh, I believe, I believe the word of God. I receive revelation. I receive understanding. I'm fully dressed away. I will never be the same. I will never, ever, ever be the same. I will never, ever, ever be the same. I will never, never, ever be the same with the Holy Ghost. Be the same. I will never, never, never be the same. Oh, I will never, never be the same again. Never, never be the same. I will never, God says I am. I am what God says I am. And I am what God says I am. Yeah. I am what God says I am. I can do what He says I can. I can do what God says I can do. And it's part of my situation, no. Part of my situation. I
Merry Christmas, everybody. Have you said that to somebody standing by you this morning? Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. The audio on my monitors is sounding like a half Qatar. Whoever is in that, you know, control, make sure you give me my voice. Praise God. Are we excited this morning? Amen. Father, we rejoice that we have the privilege to fellowship together this morning in the light of your word. And we thank you for the privilege each day to learn, to be equipped, to grow, to be grounded and rooted in the knowledge of Christ. And today we celebrate the goodness of God and the mercy and the grace of God. And I ask that as we spend the next few minutes looking into the perfect law of liberty, we are not forgetful hearers but doers of the work. I ask that as your word comes with clarity, whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. I decree that burdens and yokes are destroyed. And by the end of this service, your people built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus glorified. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the world. I do the word naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service this morning by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all the social media community. And everybody in Aquaibom State this morning that is connected to us by way of XLFM. We're so glad to have all of you connected to the service. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas again. We'd like you to help us invite a friend, a neighbor, tell somebody by your neighborhood to tune to this radio station, XLFM, this morning. Life is flowing through the airwaves right now our social media community do me the favor you've always done help me share the video on your page share with all the groups on your page you know put them on monogram telegram drop them on whatsapp groups let's flood the earth with the good news of the gospel of christ all our campuses around the world and all our bible study centers so good to have everybody connected to this service this morning get ready we're going to have an exciting adventure in the word of his grace and those of us in the building this morning are we excited about the world can we celebrate the reason for this season this morning talking of jesus glory amen Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self this morning as we get into the word of his grace. Praise God forevermore. Okay. <clears throat> this morning, we're going to be sharing, you know, a continuation of what we've been teaching, but from a different perspective. And I'd like you to turn your Bible this morning to the message of the good news, which is Luke chapter 2 from verse number 9. Luke chapter 2 from verse number 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. There's still humming sound on my monitor. Whoever is in charge of that sound, you need to come here physically and make sure you fix this thing, because that sound is disturbing me. Next verse. <clears throat> and the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings. If your Bible was mine, I will underline good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Next verse. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Twelve. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Thirteen. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth, or and on earth peace, good will toward men, good will toward men, peace on earth, good will toward men. That is a very powerful one to underline. Good will that God has good will toward men. That means the longest conflict in history which lasted over 4,000 years and ended in a decisive victory about 2,000 years ago, that was the initiation of that operation. Good will. The end to that conflict has arrived beginning from the incarnation, the birth, the miraculous descent of God into humanity. Because Jesus is God who became a man to save man. Jesus is not God's errand boy and Jesus is not junior God. Jesus is God Almighty who became a man for the purpose of salvation. Man is lost, man is a destitute, man has sinned, man has separated himself from God. Man has kept himself in a place where God couldn't help man. Because God is a God of justice. Man sinned and the wages of sin is death. So man dies and God who is life has no business with death. And man couldn't pay for himself. Man couldn't pay for his sins. With all that man could afford, man couldn't pay for his sins. Because man had to die the death. And the death of a sinner cannot save a sinner. You see, so man was in a hopeless, helpless, man was in a place where there was no future for man. Man was dead and gone and finished. But God loves man. God kept looking for man. God kept looking for man. God kept chasing after man. And you know, 2,000 years ago, the purpose of God found expression on the earth when Jesus, who is God that became a man, died man's death. He died your debt. He died uh, the debt of a substitute. And by the death of Christ, the barrier between God and man was taken out of the way. Glory to God. That put an end to all that the devil planned. That is why the announcement of the angels was that goodwill, that is God's will towards men is good. That is the war is over. That barrier that hindered man from getting to God is rusticated, taken out of the way. The hindrance is finished because God's intent is finally finding expression. The fullness of time has come and God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, that he may redeem man from what the law had made available to man. That he may redeem man from the bondage that the law had put man under. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18, 2 Corinthians, that is where we find the good news of the good news. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. We didn't reconcile with God. God reconciled us to himself. 
We and God never sat down to reconcile. That is why when people say, I will confess my sin and God will forgive me. What are you talking about? Are you the biggest joker on this side of the earth? We are not doing comedy. We are talking about serious matters. You and God never sat down to reconcile. There was no such because if you and God were to reconcile, you will have to come to the reconciliation table with something that is worthy of appeasing what you had done. And man had nothing to offer. So man didn't reconcile with God. God reconciled man to himself. That is to say God, God did all that man was supposed to do for man settle all that man was supposed to settle and give man an offer to receive the forgiveness that God had provided. Observe the way the Bible puts it. Put that scripture up for me again. Who hath reconciled us to himself by a third party intervention. The reconciliation was by a third party intervention by Jesus Christ. We are not reconciled to God by our contribution. We are reconciled to God by Jesus Christ. Put up that scripture again. By Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now observe what God did. Next verse. <clears throat> to wit that God was in Christ. So he reconciled us by Jesus Christ to himself. And in Jesus Christ God was. God was in Christ, meaning that the death was God who died for man. See that? To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. What does John 3, 16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves the world, reconciling the world. So God has reconciled the world to himself. Meaning that sin can no more be a barrier between God and man. Why? God has reconciled the world unto himself. Not imputing the Greek word logizomai. Not imputing or not holding man accountable. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. That sentence changed everything in my understanding of the gospel many years ago. That God is not imputing their trespasses unto them. That what it means is that God is not holding a sinner accountable for sin. He didn't say not imputing the church. He said not imputing the trespasses of the world. That when God looks at the world, he sees a sea of men that he has forgiven are we in the building yeah he loves the world he died for the world and he's not imputing that place that sentence is key in the gospel not imputing their sins unto them not imputing their trespasses unto them and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Isn't that good news? That's God's goodwill towards man. The goodwill that God has towards man is that God did everything that needs to be done behind the scenes. And came out before man and said, 
take my offer. You reconciled. You forgiven. You justified. You holy. You accepted. That's my offer. That whosoever believes in that offer shall not perish. Whosoever believes in it believes in it. That's all you're expected to do. To believe what God has offered. To believe what God has done. To believe that God loves you. To believe that God has died your debt. To believe that sin no more have power over you. You've got to believe it even when you're in the sin. You've got to believe the word of God more than you believe sin. That sin can no more constitute a barrier between you and God. God's goodwill towards man has been freely offered. That God is not holding men accountable for sin. That God has forgiven men their sins. What was the prophecy again? Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 24. Ezekiel 36 verse 24. Put it up for me. For I will take you from among the hidden and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. I am the one that will do the sprinkling. You are not going to ask me to sprinkle. I have initiated the act. I am taking the first step. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Next verse. A new heart also will I give you. Born again is not an upgrade. Born again is a new heart. A new personality. A new identity. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. I will take away the stony heart. I will give you a heart of flesh. 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. I will give you a brand new nature. That nature is what we call the born again man. The born again man receives eternal life. Eternal life is the spirit of God. When we say you have eternal life, what we mean is that you have the spirit of God. What we mean is that you and God have been united in a union that cannot be separated. Eternal life is eternal. Not temporal, not conditional. Eternal life. Yeah, I will give you a new spirit. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. Glory to God. Isn't that some good news this morning? Look at Job knew that that was the only way man can be helped. In Job chapter 9 verse 33. Job chapter 9 verse 33. Neither is there any day's man betwixt ox that may lay his hand upon us both. Next verse. Let him take his rod away from me and let not his fear terrify me. A day's man is a mediator. Job said the only way man can be helped is for man to have a mediator. A mediator that will speak to God on my behalf and speak to me on behalf of God. That is the only way man that is unclean can be clean. He needs a mediator, a substitute. 
a substitutionary sacrifice. And Jesus became that mediator. Jesus, who is God, who loves the world, became a man so he can step into the shoes of a mediator on behalf of man and pay the price that man could not pay. Died the debt that man could not die. Kept the appointment that man could not kept. And freed man from the hold and the yoke and the power of sin. And gave man an eternal union with God Almighty that can never be separated. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. Say with me, I have the spirit of God on my inside. I am born of God. I have eternal life. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Except a man be born of water, that is the spirit he cannot enter. So the day you receive the gospel, believe the gospel, the day the spirit of God entered you, you entered the kingdom. Right now you are in the kingdom. You are not going to go to the kingdom. You are in the kingdom right now. You are a citizen of God's kingdom. You are a citizen of God's family. You are a member of God's household. You share the same DNA with God Almighty. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 14 verse 17. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Why did he say that? Because he was talking about eating in the previous verses. Then he now says the kingdom is not eating. That is the kingdom of God is not a physical, it's not a physical, natural, material reality. So there's no kingdom of God in arts and entertainment and culture. It's not meat and drink, it's not in material, it's not in physical. The kingdom of God is righteousness and Joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's what I'm preaching this morning. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Say, I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Say, I have righteousness. I have peace. Now say very loud, I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Now you can't be saying joy with a moody face. Somebody shout joy. It's not enough. I want to hear you better. Can I hear you shout joy? Yeah, it's true. You may have gone through some rough times this year, but you're still here. You're still alive. You're still standing. You're still in the building. And friends, the future is better than the past. Can somebody shout joy? You know, our joy is not in cars and houses and properties. No, our joy is that we are citizens of God's kingdom. Our joy is not in stuff. Our joy is in the fact that Christ lives in us. And we live in him. That's the ultimate. There's nothing else better than that. Glory. Somebody shout joy. Then look at verse 18 of Romans chapter 14, verse 18. <clears throat> For he that in these things served Christ, in which things? In righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, served Christ. 
is acceptable of God and approved of men. So we serve God in joy, peace, righteousness. Those are the equipments for service. Those are our equipment for service. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. The word kingdom means the reign. The word basilia in the Greek. The reign. The reign of God. The kingdom. The king's reign. Like we have right now in Nigeria. The reign of Buhari. Muhammadu Buhari president. Like in America right now. They have the reign of Donald J. Trump. That's his reign. Right now we have the reign. The kingdom. We are members of God's reign. The word reign means to rule. We are members of the rulership of God. We are partakers of royalty. We rule together with Christ. We are in the royal family. Glory to God. Kingdom deals with time or the, the, the period a person is in authority. The period the person is in dominion. It means to be over something. Basilia. It means dominion or to be over something. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 16. Romans chapter 5 verse number 16. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. The judgment, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Look at the next verse. For if by one man's offense, death reigned, ruled by one. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. When you receive the gift of grace, when you receive the gift of righteousness, that was your initiation into the reigning family, into the reigning life, the kingdom of Christ, the reign of Christ, which began upon his redemptive sacrifice. When Jesus rose from the dead, that was when the reign of Christ began. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12, put it up for me. Colossians chapter 1, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. What is that inheritance? Next verse. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Next verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. He delivered us from one kingdom to another. Now in this new kingdom where we are, we are in the capacity to reign. Reign. We reign over Satan. We reign over sin. We reign over everything that the enemy can offer anybody. We reign. We are in rulership with Christ Jesus. And righteousness is a gift in that kingdom. You don't work to be righteous. You don't try to be righteous. It is a gift of grace. Righteousness is what you received when you received Christ. In Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore... Being justified 
being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and what? Rejoice. Somebody shall rejoice. The kingdom of God is characterized with rejoicing. Joy. We rejoice. Referring to the kingdom of God in Christ. Every member of the kingdom of God in Christ has no reason not to rejoice. Has every reason to rejoice. Matthew 6.33. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. The word first there actually in the original is seek ye only. It's not like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Uh -uh. Seek ye only the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye only. That should be the pursuit. Seek ye only the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom what you have is righteousness as a gift. Because righteousness forms the basis for you to rule. His kingdom is a gift. His righteousness is a gift. So the kingdom and the righteousness became ours in Christ. When you receive Christ, you receive this kingdom, you received his righteousness. The kingdom of God and the reign of Christ speaks of what he did three days and three nights. That's the reign of Christ. That's the rulership of Christ. That's the kingdom of Christ. The victory of his resurrection. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. And look at what he said in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise himself took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had, he doesn't have it anymore, that had the power of death, that is the devil, next verse, and deliver them who through fear of death, where all their lifetime subject unto bondage. It is fear of death that puts people in bondage. The believer has no fear of death because he has passed from death to life. The believer is no more a victim of death. The believer is no more afraid of death. The believer is happy to confront death at any time. It's not an issue. It's, it, death is not an issue. Death has no power over the believer. The believer is in life. Perpetually in life. Even when the body sleeps, the believer is still in life. Am I teaching good? So we have deliverance in Christ. We have the kingdom of God in Christ. We have redemption in Christ. We have the forgiveness of sin in Christ. That's our gift. That is why today is the day the whole world stands at attention to celebrate the day when the free favors of God and salvation abounded freely to mankind. Hallelujah. Even the devil recognizes and all of hell knows that mankind has been offered the gift of forgiveness. Hallelujah. His kingdom is who we are. His kingdom is where we are. His kingdom is in the hearts of men. The day you receive Christ, his kingdom came into your heart. 
And if you have now received Christ, you are a custodian of the kingdom of darkness. You don't have to be in a cult. You don't have to join witchcraft. Once you don't have Christ, you are the headquarter of darkness. You don't have to ask Satan to enter. Once you don't have Christ, Satan makes you his house by force, by choice. The only escape from Satan's tyranny is Christ. That's the only escape. Without Christ, you are Satan's domain. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And you are the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Next verse. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. You know you don't have a choice in that matter. You walked, all of you that don't have Christ. You walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience so anybody that has not obeyed the gospel there is a spirit called satan at work inside him look you don't have to be a bad person that jesus is not inside you you are satan's headquarters you don't have to be a bad person you can even be a moralist but you are satan's headquarters all you need to be satan's house is to reject Christ. And all you need to make Satan a stranger to your environment is to receive Christ. When Christ enters, Satan exits. When Christ is out, Satan is in. Vacuum is not allowed. You must carry something. Did you hear what I said? You must carry something. His kingdom is in our hearts. How did you enter the kingdom? By the gospel. So then, faith by hearing. Hearing by the message of Christ. When the message is preached, the message gives you faith. That faith regenerates you. You become a child of God. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation you enter by the gospel first peter 123 first peter 123 being born again not of corruptible sperma not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god which liveth and abideth forever james 1:18 of his own will has he begot has he begot us or of his own will begat he us with the word of truth. That's how we were born. We were born with the word. The word was the agent of our birth. We are born by the word of truth. He begat us of his own will. Born of God. Born of the spirit. Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Mm -mm. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. There's nothing a man can offer God. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy, he saved us. His mercy saved us. We contributed nothing. 
His mercy saved us. His mercy keeps us. Put it up again. His mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. You are the new man in Christ. The new man in Christ is in the kingdom of God. And that new man in Christ is in what we call joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, I have the Holy Ghost. I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey neighbor, I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost are not just things that happen in Holy Ghost meetings. Joy in the Holy Ghost is the lifestyle of the believer. When he mentions joy in the Holy Ghost, he is talking of an integral part of salvation. A vital part of your salvation is joy. If you are truly saved by Jesus, there should be joy radiating in your heart and on your face and in your countenance. Joy in the Holy Ghost. People are confused. People are afraid. You are smiling. And they ask you, what's the matter? You tell them, I know what you don't know. They ask you, what do you know that I don't know? Tell them I have joy in the Holy Ghost. They say, what is Holy Ghost? He say, well, you can't know the Holy Ghost till you understand who Jesus is. That's an opportunity. Joy in the Holy Ghost ought to be the lifestyle of the believer. But a lot of Christians are moody, sad, depressed, looking like the whole world is on their head because you have prized earthly things above the joy of salvation. You have misplaced your priorities. And because you have misplaced your priorities, you are destitute. Because brother Paul said, anybody that says material things is godliness, is destitute of the truth. He said, from such a person, run away. Once you misplace your priority, once car is better than salvation for you, once money is better than Christ for you, once houses and projects and goals you set and targets you are planning to achieve, Corona drove all of them away. So now you are depressed, you are sad. You know the number of people who died this year, including some Christians. And the reason is simple. They have not understood the value of having Christ. If all our hope is in this world, we are the most miserable men. If you see a miserable Christian, know that he has diverted his attention to the things of this world. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. Once you lose focus, you remove your eye from what Christ has done, and you start competing with your colleagues. My colleague bought a car this year. I didn't get a car. You are so cheap. You are so cheap that cheap is more expensive than you. So your whole life is car. You know what car is? Pan. Pan with tire. That shouldn't determine your joy. You know what it took God to give you Christ? You know what it took God to give you salvation? He that spared not his son, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely? So right now the believer has all things. 
You have no lack. Everything you need is in Christ. Except your priorities have been misplaced. Except you have joined the group of foolish Galatians. You have been bewitched to turn your eyes from Christ to things. The most joyful people that you ever experience are believers. Those that are born of God. When things work, we are joyful. When things don't work, we are joyful. When things come, we are joyful. When things don't come, we are joyful. When we have things, we are joyful. When we don't have them, we are joyful. Nothing changes our disposition. Say joy in the Holy Ghost. Ask your neighbor, do you have the Holy Ghost? Then you ought to have joy. A vital part of your salvation is joy. You can actually refer to your salvation as joy in the Holy Ghost. We serve God with joy in the Holy Ghost. Rejoicing and joy are not supposed to be special activities. In the Old Testament, it was called, joy, it was called glad and gladness. To be glad and gladness. It means to be cheerful. When we say you have joy, we mean you are cheerful. You can't be joyful and moody. No, you are cheerful. You have a cheerful countenance. It means to be happy. It means to be glad. Actually, it means to be excited. Yeah. To be excited. Somebody says, what are you excited about? Just tell him I'm excited because that's my nature. I can't help but be excited. I have a reason. Christ is my reason. Rejoicing in the Hebrew translation means an action. It's a countenance. It's a countenance. Gladness and joy in the Old Testament is a countenance. Something that is seen to be happy and to be glad. In the book of Psalm 16 verse 10 psalm 16 verse number 10 put it up for me for thou will not leave my soul in hell neither will thou suffer than holy one to see corruption next verse thou will show me the path of life in thy presence fullness of joy at thy right hand pleasures forevermore that was the prophecy of jesus death Barrier and then resurrection is where joy is. He said, you won't leave me in hell. So Jesus went to hell. And you better be glad that he went to hell. He went to hell so you won't go to hell. If he hadn't gone to hell, you will go to hell. But because he has gone to hell, you have no business with hell. Somebody shout, I hear you. Joy in the Holy Ghost. He was referring to the resurrection. This is the day that the Lord has made. It's not a, an announcement of today. It's an announcement of the day of resurrection. And because he rose from the dead, we will rejoice and be glad. Why? The resurrection was the defeat of death. The defeat of sin. The defeat of hell. The defeat of Satan. The believer is not a victim, he's a victor. The believer is not under, he's over. The believer is not conquered, he's more than a conqueror. Glory to God. 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 
Psalm 118 verse 22. Psalm 118 verse 22. David's prophecies concerning Christ. The stone which the builders refused is become the head of the stone. 23. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made where we rejoice and be glad in it. This was David prophesying resurrection. That is Jesus was the stone that Israel rejected. And because they rejected him, they crucified him. He died. But on the third day, he rose as the day that the Lord has made. And his resurrection brought rejoicing to all who believe. Those were David's prophecy concerning the Christ. He is saying re redemption produces cheerfulness. The day of redemption is a day of gladness. What Jesus did is to give us joy in the Holy Ghost. He rose from the dead to make us joyful. To make us joyful. And somebody looked at me and said, I have a problem. I said, you have a problem? It's not a problem. I said, it's not a problem. He said to me, why? I said, every problem that was a problem, Jesus took care of it. The one that you see around is nothing. It's common to man. The real issues, Jesus took care of it in death, burial, and resurrection. He took care of it. So anything you are seeing now is changeable. Anything you are seeing now is changeable. And when you know it is changeable, you celebrate. He said, why we look not at the things that are seen? For the things that we can see are temporal. Temporal means changeable, subject to change. But the things that are not seen, what Christ has done, are eternal meaning the eternal changes the temporal you rejoice oh hallelujah you rejoice not just for victory now but for victory in the life after now hallelujah i said hallelujah zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 talking about god's redemption zephaniah 3 17 mm -mm. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. So God is rejoicing. He will rejoice. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. God is rejoicing. So the believer has no reason not to rejoice except God is not your father. If God is not your father... You can't even rejoice because there is sorrow in the camp of the devil. Psalm 70 verse 40. Psalm 70 verse 40. <clears throat> Psalms chapter 70 verse 40. Hallelujah. I mean verse 4. Psalm 70 verse 4. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. So the reason for our rejoicing is salvation. That's our reason. Isaiah 12 verse 3. Let me give you overwhelming evidence. So when we start rejoicing this morning, nobody will be looking at you funny. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. How do you draw water from the wells of salvation? With joy. How do you bring out the benefits of salvation? With joy. Joy. 
As a believer, you cannot do without joy, except you are not saved by Jesus. Nehemiah 8.10 Nehemiah All these were prophets who prophesied salvation. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be sorry for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let me give you a prophecy right now. If you will go through the next year with lots of joy, you will have a lot of victory that you didn't even pray about. Just make up your mind to rejoice. In the coming year, in the coming weeks, in the coming days, when things look at your face looking like they are intimidating, just start rejoicing. Just start rejoicing. Rejoicing is the highest expression of faith rejoicing is the highest expression of faith when you rejoice like that what you are saying is this thing is not an issue i have the solution in christ you make up your mind to rejoice why the joy of the lord is your strength when the devil takes away your joy he saps you of energy when the devil takes away your joy he stops you of stamina when you lack stamina, you begin to struggle with things that you ought to just overcome cheaply. The devil knows that the only way to defeat you is to take your joy, to attack your joy. And you make up your mind that the devil cannot attack or touch your joy because he did not contribute to the joy. Joy is the serious business of heaven. Yeah. When people want to get serious in heaven, they start laughing. <laughs> That's the most serious business in heaven. You are not serious in heaven till you start laughing. If you frown, you're joking. If you want to be very serious in heaven, you start laughing. Joy. That's the biggest business in heaven. Why? There is joy in heaven over one sinner. Do you know what it means for a sinner to repent? And that is what gives heaven joy. That means joy is the most serious business in heaven. And if somebody sitting by you is not rejoicing this morning, you have my permission. You have my permission to get him born again. If somebody by you does not have joy this morning, you have my permission to get him born again. Glory! Somebody shout joy. Say it three times. Two. Three. Say it one more time. Draw it like a song one more time. Glory! Tell your neighbor, joy is the serious business of heaven. You know, some Christians only rejoice in church. You ought to rejoice everywhere. In your job, at home, office. Salvation brings joy. 
The very news, the very sound of salvation changed the countenance of heaven. One day the disciples went to cast out demons and the demons obeyed them and they came to Jesus and said, the demons were subject to us through your name. Jesus said, rejoice not that demons obeyed you. That shouldn't mean you're rejoicing. But rejoice rather that your names are written in the book of life. That is the most serious thing. The most serious thing is that you're born of God. And because you have Christ in you, that should be the basis for your rejoicing. Oh, glory to God. I feel like dancing around this building tonight. Somebody shout glory. Salvation brings joy. Look at Luke 1, 47. Luke chapter 1, verse 47. And my spirit has rejoiced where? In God, my Savior. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. So salvation always produces a joyful countenance. Salvation produces a joyful countenance. The gospel produces a joyful countenance. When you see believers walking moody, cloudy, dowdy, <laughs> Saudi, lousy, Rowdy. Huh? <laughs> and all the D's. Drawy. Draggy. Sluggy. Huh? <laughs> Naggy. Shabby. Know that is either they are not saved. Or they have missed the focus of their salvation. Joy is the fruit of salvation. The fruit. Joy. A countenance of cheerfulness. A lifestyle. Not somebody laughing because a clown is clowning. No. That's not a genuine joy. That's a joy that will not last you only laugh when the joke is on when the joke is off you even wonder why you laughed because the joke doesn't even make meaning it's temporal but when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you and all that is doing for you and all that is doing in you the songwriter said, my very soul shall shout hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. Who is saved in this building? Can I have some celebration in this house? Glory somebody. Glory. Glory. Point to somebody say joy. That is how we end 2020. And that is how we begin 2021. We end it with joy. We begin with joy. Somebody shout hallelujah. As I round up Luke chapter 10 verse 18. Luke chapter 10 verse 18. Woo! 
And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know, Jesus himself rejoiced. The Bible says, and in that hour, Jesus rejoiced. The word agalio in Luke 10, 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. The father rejoices over us with singing. Jesus rejoiced. So if you are not rejoicing, you don't belong to that family. The word rejoice, there is the word agalio. Agalio means Jesus jumped, turned around, and ran. Can you imagine Jesus? And some of you when we say rejoice. Ah! Are you catching football? Jesus jumped, boom, turned around and ran screaming at Galileo. He rejoiced in spirit. And he said, Father, I thank you that you have hid these things from the wise and prudent, but you have revealed them to babes. You have revealed them to babes. For even so it has pleased thee. In John 15, 11, John 15, 11, these things have I spoken unto you. What you're hearing this morning. That your joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. The fruit of salvation is joy. The evidence of salvation is joy. John 17, 13. John 17, 13. And now come I to thee. And these things I speak in the world. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. John 16:33 Oh glory to God John 16:33 These things have I spoken unto you every time the word of God is spoken it produces joy These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world Who believes that Do you believe that do you believe that Jesus has overcome the world? By implication, who has overcome the world? So if you have overcome the world, you have no need to worry. You have no need to be sad. You have every reason to rejoice. Joy is an instruction. Joy is our nature. Joy is an instruction in scripture and joy is our nature. So salvation is joy in the Holy Ghost. You can't be moody and say you are a Christian. Moodiness and Christianity don't work. You can't be moody and say you are a Christian. The fruit of salvation, genuine salvation in Christ is joy. Hallelujah. Be not drunk with wine. 
Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit speaking. Be filled with the Spirit speaking. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, said. And Paul, full of the Holy Ghost, spoke. All through the scripture. You can't be filled with the spirit and you're dumb. There's an expression. It burst out in joy. An utterance. Hallelujah. Filled with the spirit. Mary filled with the Holy Ghost. Said. Zechariah filled with the spirit. Said. Be filled with the spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody well in your heart to the lord hallelujah is anybody in this building having a reason to rejoice this morning get on your feet this morning that's all i've got for you in this service Woo! glory Lift your two hands and let's worship God in tongues all over the building. Just begin to praise God and worship Him in tongues, everybody. Legro do socolada brena catolina ma. Membrana jocolada borro cotose kele de barra. Racotombre gedesca telina mama. Just go ahead and worship God. Worship Him for victory. Worship Him for triumph. Worship Him for salvation. Worship Him for a new life He's given to you. Worship Him for all He has done for you in His death, burial, and resurrection. Go ahead and worship Him. Mandoloda Zagea. Legra da Zakalanama. Nangra da Zokolodoba. Rakote Berekita Nakala. Legere de Gebozo Colodo. Membra Gadoro Cotesca. Mebrada Dadale de Boschka. Legro da Zokolodoba. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Who redeemed my soul from destruction? Who redeemed my soul from destruction? Who reduced my youth like an eagle? Who saved my soul from death? Go ahead and just worship him. He that speaketh in tongues, give it thanks very well. Lebre tequila, lebre tequila, egrene masotola, lebro shakola na baba, legredeso kalana mangele reboho seria. Oh, labora katana. Oh, labara katana. Oh, laboroko tonengele reboro godobo sota. Oh, Jekele de Baba Baraganaba Sota Nanamas. Membranda Gere de Bosota. Bebregede Gele de Bosha Kele de Bara. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'd like you to grab somebody and minister to one another. Just minister to somebody by you. Just minister to somebody by you. Just minister to somebody by you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Minister to somebody. Minister to somebody. Minister to somebody. Minister joy. Minister comfort. Minister encouragement. Minister strength to somebody. Oh, Labaro God of Sakai. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, can I hear some joyful amen? Look at the future of your life right now. Lift your right hand and begin to prophesy. Begin to declare the things you want to see come to pass. Begin to call the things that be not as though they were. Begin to declare God's word. Begin to declare God's counsel. Begin to declare God's mind. Open your mouth, everybody. Prophesy God's purpose. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, it says, Though the victory does not blossom, yet I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Yet I will rejoice. Zabadagaladabash. Can you feel what I feel in this building? Though the victory does not blossom, yet I will rejoice. Lift your right hands to heaven and say amen as I pray. In the name of Jesus. Joy is your lifestyle. Therefore, you swim in joy. You walk in joy. You manifest the fruit of salvation. Nothing dampens your joy. Nothing takes your joy. Nothing interferes with your joy. Joy is strength. With the strength of the Lord, you will face the next years of your life. Living in absolute victory. I rebuke sickness, disease, oppression, whatever the enemy has brought around you, I command it loose in the name of Jesus. 
loose in the name of Jesus. Sick bodies be healed. Sick bodies be healed. Sick bodies be healed. Barriers terminated. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. So receive healing right now. Receive favor right now. Receive favor right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. And above all, I pray that the revelation of Jesus grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. Your steps are ordered. Your future is glorious. Your future is glorious. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise for the blessing. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Do you have a reason to rejoice this morning? Let's take some 30 seconds. Rejoice again, I say rejoice. Glory! Somebody's pursuing you. When you run, you stop. You dance a little and tell yourself, Today is the best day of my life. Sometimes, even in your office, you stand up from your table and just stand and shake your leg. No need to worry. Whatever is not working will work. some symptom in your body stand up and start dancing you can dance away sickness dance away pain because when you start celebrating in joy it is the highest expression of faith Abraham in the darkest of his days was strong in faith giving glory to God that's the highest expression of faith to rejoice when there is no physical reason to rejoice it has to be faith in operation somebody shout i'm born of faith i walk by faith i live by faith i win by faith are you blessed this morning get out an offering let's worship this morning with an offering everybody in the building watching on television on radio facebook youtube wherever you're watching let's worship let's worship jesus with our offerings wise men when they came and saw the king they brought out of their treasury frankincense, gold and myrrh and they worshipped the king. They didn't worship the baby, they worshipped the king. 
And the good news is that today, the king lives in our hearts. The king lives in our hearts. If people who saw the king outside worship the king, how much more those of us whom he lives on our inside? We are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit and have no confidence in the flesh. Hallelujah. Get a good offering, lift it up to heaven, Father. We come before you with worship this morning. All of us in this building, those on television, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, even the radio audience all over the state, we worship you with our offerings. We worship you for being who you are. Thank you for descending into humanity, taking on the form of a man, died the death of the cross, was buried on our behalf, rose triumphantly on the third day, ascended to the right hand of majesty, and not only that, came to live on our inside and has given us a brand new life and made us partakers of your kingdom, united to reign together with you. As we offer, we offer from hearts of understanding with the depth of gratitude in our hearts. And we worship you this morning and we acknowledge every good thing you have done. Our hearts are filled with joy and we give you praise, glory and honor for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Now listen to me, everybody all over the building, you will drop your offerings anywhere on this pulpit. And in another three, four minutes, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush and we will answer some questions, answer your phone calls, and just share some moments of Merry Christmas with people all over the world. Are you excited about that? So in another two, three minutes or so. But, you know, we're just going to give online. Don't go away. Be part of it. Call more people to join. We'll, be, we'll continue in the next two, three minutes in this building. Hit the music. Let's do it. And from the back all over, let's drop our offerings right on the pulpit.
Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Global Baba. Yeah. Global Baba. The Intercontinental. So, so nice to be here. Merry Christmas to all of us. Merry Christmas to all of those listening to us on the radio. And Merry Christmas to a TV and online audience. Can we please put those hands together? I'm super excited on this special day to welcome the world to Power City International Global Headquarters at 98 Wangiba Road, Uyo, Akwaibom State, in the south, southern part of Nigeria, which is on the west coast of Africa. Many, many thanks. Please be seated. Very nice to have you. Merry Christmas again to all of you. And um, now is the time for Ask the Counselor. We just have less than 30 minutes. We're going to try and do all we can. But before we do that, I just would like to give the radio audience these opening announcements that we always do. Number one is the bank details. The, the, we have three accounts, Power City International, of course, that's the name across all three accounts. FCMB is bank number one, bank number two is Zenith, and of course, bank number three is UBA. Because um, the first shall be, at some point, the last, and vice versa, I start with UBA on this edition of the program. So 100. 39, 26, 465, that's for UBA. The account name is Power City International. The same for Zenith. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. The same account name, Power City International for FCMB, 29, 82, 68, 2028. 29, 82, 68, 2028. That is announcement number one. Announcement number two would have to do with calls. I don't know, have very little time at a disposal, but we still would give at least a 10-minute window for phone calls. So, plus two, three, four, if they're calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 806 9939 Or you send us an email or two, ask the counselor now at gmail.com or an SMS or two, 
plus two three four seven oh three six nine one eight six four two four okay there's something loading there's something happening i'm sure some of you already have the a little idea of it but we're planning a next term platform something i call the the biggest platform the massive platform the humongous platform and you can join by sponsoring our efforts here so the number to call if you want to discuss sponsorship is plus two three four eight oh three two seven five six one oh four or it's just simply send an email or two to dr abel damina at yahoo.com global baba opening prayers as we set the stage let's pray together father we rejoice that we have the privilege and the access to declare our minds and declare your purpose and your intent concerning Aquaibom, Nigeria, and the rest of the world. So we ask that the gospel continues to thrive, that ministers of the gospel continue to advance in pushing the gospel of Christ to the nations. We decree that in the name of Jesus, men in darkness come to the light of the gospel. We decree that believers are mass-produced and disciples are raised all over the nations of the earth. We pray for our government in Aquaibom State, our government in Nigeria, and the governments of the world that will help our leaders to pro provide enabling environments that helps potentials to thrive in our society. And we declare that the devil does not have a hold in our society. We seize our societies for Jesus. And we thank you for the victory that is ours already. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, Global Baba, just before we launch, let me formally introduce the program by saying my name is Michael Bush. I'm your anchor. Thank you. And the producer of the program is Pastor I.J. Aquero, who's right there in the building with his production team. Also, would like to recognize the, yes, the, our mama. Mama is here. Mama Rachel, put their hands together for her. And of course, uh, a resident pastor, Pastor Praise, is here with his dear wife, Unyume. I understand Pastor Kufre from Southampton is still in the building. Yes, okay, right Pastor there. Kufre, just put your hands together for him. So nice to see him. And um, I don't know, I hope I got it right. Barista Emanuel Noidem and wife uh, Anne, please put your hands together for them. I could barely recognize him. You know, Barista Emanuel Noidem is somebody you should have on your team. Barista Emanuel Noidem is the man you should have on your team. And I'm super excited this year, very super excited. I'm happy he joined me on um, live radio on telephone yesterday. You know, when I was down there, down, down, down the hill, this man would reach out to me in a way you would never believe that any big man would reach out to a small person. He would reach out as humbly as he can, as noiselessly as he can, and that's why he's so distinguished. He's going to be staying in Abuja forever. <laughs> I hope you catch that. Put your hands together for the Lord. Okay, so let's launch out. The last time we were here live with Global Baba, we, by the way, Global Baba, of course, he needs no further introduction. <laughs> he needs no further introduction. International televangelist, a prolific author, he's written 30 books and counting, and a teacher like no one else. Dr. Abel Damina. Yeah, the intercontinental Mr. Bush. Global Baba. Merry Christmas. The same to you, Global Baba. So nice to be here. Okay. Global Baba, you remember the last time we were here live? We spent the night in Paris, France, so we get there and start there from. This one says the subject is Sabbath day. It says, Dear Dr. Abel Damina, I'm born again. I'm doing my best as um, Second Peter 1, 3 to 11 teaches. 
which is to live my discipleship life with the help of the Holy Ghost. I'm a French citizen living in the northern part of France in this city called um, Dunkansk, I think so. I follow most of your, okay, Dunkest, yes. I follow most of your inspiring teachings on YouTube. My questions to you are, one, are Christians obligated to obey the Ten Commandments? Well, in the New Testament, we don't obey the Ten Commandments like obey the Ten Commandments because the commandments are written in our hearts. So it has become our nature and not a set of things to be looking forward to obeying and carrying out. It's part of our nature. Okay, so he continues, by the way, his name is Joseph Mavingi. He writes from Dunkirk in France. He says, number two, if yes, does it mean we have to keep the Sabbath day as well? If we can no longer keep the Sabbath day, are we not disobeying all Ten Commandments as per James 2.10? So like I said, the Ten Commandments now is our nature. So we're not keeping a day anymore. The day that was Sabbath has become a person and that person is a reality in us. So today, every day for us is a Sabbath day. And uh, finally, he says, number three, how do you interpret this verse in the book of Revelation 13.17, specifically about those who respect the commandments of God? Are the Ten Commandments in the law of Moses in the scriptures and keep, I don't know, the testimony of Jesus Christ? I'm sorry for my English. That's what he says, because I'm French speaking. We understand that. Well, again, the Ten Commandments are not the commandments of God. They are different. When he was talking about the commandment of God, he was, actually, he was actually talking about obeying the gospel, responding to the message of Christ. That's what he was talking about in the book of Revelation. I hope that helps you. Okay, Global Baba from Paris, France. We still have another entry again from Paris, France. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I'm Steve. I arrived from Paris. I'm really blessed by your teachings, Global Baba, and I'm so thankful to God for making me come in contact with your teachings. Because since I began to follow you, my Christian life and ministry have totally changed. I really honor you and appreciate the great work that you're doing for the body of Christ. My question, Global Baba, I've been watching Soteria Sex, and you explained that forgiveness of sins is to send away the consequences of sins, and also that before Jesus died, there was already forgiveness of sins, because sins were not recorded before the law. So what is then the difference between forgiveness of sins, righteousness, and sins not recorded? And where does the sacrifice of Christ intervene in all of that? Well, again, that's a whole concept that requires a lot of explanation. So this is it. Before the, ten before the law of Moses came in Exodus, the Bible tells us sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed because there was no law. Romans 5.13 When Moses came and offered Christ to the children of Israel and they rejected Christ, it was on that premise that Moses gave them the laws. Jesus came as our, uh, as our substitute, kept all the laws, fulfilled all the laws, you know, supplied all the demands of the laws, died, was buried, rose on the third day today. When you believe in Jesus, automatically faith in Christ has taken care of all the commandments and the laws. So now you live in the reality of what Christ has done. That's why there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death which came from the laws of Moses. So the believer is totally free from all of that today because Christ has become our reality. Okay, Global Baba, we are still in France and France is on the continent of Europe. So from France, let's go to another part of the continent, Italy, next. Casey Cole writes, 
Baba and Mr. Bush, hello, sirs. Daddy, having you as my spiritual father, I'm covered and I'm blessed. Thank you so much, sir. My question is in 1 Corinthians 12.30. Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Sir, explain to me what does it mean. And my first question has still not been answered about Joel 2.28, which said, your old man shall dream dreams. What exactly does um, dream dream means? And the old man, thank you. So the old man and dream dreams keep following. I have not finished the teaching. Now let me go back to your previous question, which is... Um, um, do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Do all, you know, um, uh, you know, do all prophesy? It was Brother Paul setting an order, orderliness for service. He was dealing with public worship. He was setting an order in the church at Corinth that when we come together to fellowship, everybody does not prophesy at the same time. Everybody does not speak in tongues by way of ministering at the same time. It will be one after the other. So brother Paul was just dealing with order in the church. He wasn't saying everybody shouldn't speak in tongues. He was dealing with orderliness. Let all things, if you read that context to the end, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. So he was dealing with public worship and the flow of the gifts of the spirit in public worship. Remember, Jesus said, this sign shall follow those that believe. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. Except you are not a believer in Jesus, that is when you don't speak in tongues. Otherwise, New Testament, new spirit, new creation, new tongues. Because you are a new creation, God gave you a new language wherewith you commune with him. And every believer in Jesus ought to speak in tongues. Okay, Global Baba, we're making progress from Italy. We're heading straight to Spain. Our friend and brother and son, Raymond Iribe writes, I think this one is a counseling and a prayer entry all at once. I'll take them as I see them. It says, hello, Global Baba and the Intercontinental, Mr. Michael Bush. Many thanks for your labor of love and all that you're doing for the body of Christ, sirs. And please, Global Baba, I want you to join me in prayer of agreement with my father, who is critically ill right now, that an opportunity created for him that someone should be available to present the gospel of Christ to him at a sickbed, where even he may be now. Um, then she continues, she's a good friend of mine, which I brought to this great teaching of Christ through you. I'm so glad to see her growing in this faith in Christ. Some terrible thing happened between her and the father that caused an unforgiveness in her heart, which has uh, healed through, your, through listening to your teaching now. It's been so many years, she separated from her father and got married with children without the father knowing nor seeing them. They have not seen themselves in a great uh, time, a great, you know, great uh, space of time. Plus, they haven't seen each other. Even the father has not seen her grandcho his grandchildren. And because of bitterness of hurt. I told her last three months ago to recognize, um, to re uh, reconcile, should be, with the father and forgive sins and all of that. I just want to, 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 to counsel them so that she can unblock her father and speak with him. Well, uh, the first one, we're going to pray for, you know, for your father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that circumstances and situations are arranged. For somebody to preach the gospel to the father of Raymond. We decree right now that in the name of Jesus, a minister of the gospel is released by faith to bring the gospel to him. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Now this lady that has not you know, met with her father but she's married, she has children. You, you know, it's your nature to forgive. So what do you do? After you forgive, you go to your father. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, if you have ought with another brother, you go to him. Go to him 
and tell him what he has done that you know that is that has wronged you and make peace with him blessed are the peacemakers so you our sister will have to go to your father reach out to him call him on phone look for ways to appease him whatever way get people to talk to him send him gifts reach out look for ways you know to to to, to apologize and reconcile your relationship with your father you know, that's the way to go and that's the way jesus will ask you to do it okay let's um, stay on in spain this time we move to barcelona roland igwe right hello global baba and uh, mr bush i heard a pastor in nigeria talking about um, how one of his disciples went into the toilet in germany only to find himself global baba in france the person has neither document nor ticket he was preaching about philip can you global baba explain to us about the journey of philip Well, again, you know, um, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. <laughs> but what I would simply say is you subject those things to doctrine. And when you subject such things to doctrine, you find out that such things, you know, are not doctrinal. They're just experiences that may be true and may not be true or may be exaggerated. For example, Philip didn't go to another country. Number two, Philip didn't travel to a different nation. Philip was only asked to preach the gospel to somebody who was in a chariot and a miracle happened that, you know, moved him into that place where the man was. And it was not a traveling to another country, you know, all of that. So, and again, the purpose for that was to preach the gospel to that person. Now, what happened between Philip and the eunuch was the working of miracles. That's the only explanation I have doctrinally on such. And the rest... We leave it to the person who told the story. <laughs> okay, Global Baba, we go to the United States of America. We have two entries there, and we see how we can run back to the continent of Africa. Greetings to you, Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush and Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina. I'm so blessed, Global Baba, by your teachings and ministry. You have brought back to my life that which was dying. It was just the other day I wrote to you stating that I barely pray in tongues for more than 30 seconds. After listening to your teachings, I desired to be more fluent and pray with understanding. Now, Global Baba, I'm praying in tongues, like I was born speaking in tongues. This wow. is beautiful, I tell you. Praise God. Global Baba, I, I know you encourage people to join a local church in their area, but I no longer see the need of that. If what I'm learning online in this ministry is more than what I have ever learned in the churches I've ever been to. Thanks to lockdown for closing church doors for me to find this ministry. But if you know of a church in Portland, Oregon, Global Baba, that teaches sound doctrine as you do, I would appreciate your referral. Other than that, please, Global Baba, allow me to stay with you online. I pray that the Almighty God continually fill you with the knowledge of his will through all understanding and deliver you from wicked and unreasonable men. In Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you, Global Baba. I'm Monica from the United States of America. Stay blessed. All right, Monica, stay with me online for now. <laughs> But after a while, you may need to start a campus in your area so that people around your area that are looking for what you have found can also find that reality. So, you know, that's what to do. So once you feel ready for it, send us another mail. We will train you and work with you to start a campus in Oregon. We don't have any there yet, but you could be the light in the dark community there. Okay, Global Baba, in a moment, we'll be hitting the flights to Africa. But before we do that, Let's just round off with something from the Americas. Boston, Massachusetts, still in the United States of America. 
Um, to Global Power Badamina and the family of Power City International, my name is Sempewa Godfrey. I ride from Boston, Massachusetts with my wife and the fellowship here in Boston. We want to say hi to you all. We want to take this time to thank Global Baba for all the wisdom and knowledge he's taught us since we started listening to him. Here in Boston, in the Ugandan community, Global Baba, we've come together, a few of us, to learn from the Christocentric meal book. Many are asking us the way we understand the Bible in a higher level. We thank God for meeting Global Baba on Facebook. Since then, we've never been the same. And so, Mr. Bush and Global Baba, when you come to Boston or any of your family members does, don't hesitate to pass by our address for a blessing. My number is here for you, Global Baba. Oh, that's so good to know. Thank you, and keep learning, keep growing. Amen. Okay, Global Baba, let's um, dash down to Africa, and uh, we're coming through, through South Africa. Hello, Global Baba. We are Mr. and Mrs. Jamela. We're watching attentively from Germiston in Joburg, South Africa. We are glued every day. Thank you. God bless you, Global Baba. Bless you. Keep following and keep learning. Still from SA, hello, Power City International. I would like to express my deepest love for Dr. Abel Damina and his ministry and what he's doing. He's made us know the truth after all these years of ignorance. I thank the great teacher of our time for building us up in faith. I still have so much to learn, though. My name is Maxwell Zhu from Joburg, South Africa. Thank you so much, Global Baba. Thank you very much, Maxwell. Keep following. Okay, let's get to Accra, Ghana. Hello, Dr. Abel Damina. My name is Obed. I arrived from Accra, Ghana. So is it possible and okay to have more than one spiritual father or mentor? To what extent can we invest in the kingdom of God or another church outside one's local church? Thank you very much, sir. Well, first of all, we must define father and mentor. A father is not a mentor. A mentor is not a father. But a father can be a mentor. See? But a mentor can be a father. That's why Brother Paul said, though you have 10,000 instructors, but you have only one father. Who is a father? A spiritual father is someone who builds doctrine into you and brings ministry out of you. So anybody that labors in word to build doctrine into you becomes your spiritual father. Even if you're in another church, anybody that builds doctrine into you becomes your spiritual father. So how much support can you give to another ministry? Well, you give as much support within your ability. The Bible tells us God loves a cheerful giver. If a man gives according to what he has, it's acceptable. So it's, it's you know, dependent on what your decision is and your determination based on the need that that ministry has and the purpose for that need will determine how much you give to support the work of God in that ministry. Okay, Global Baba, in less than eight minutes, we should be saying our bye-byes on this edition of the program. Meanwhile, let's go to Cameroon. Hello, man of God. I thank you for your teachings, which have brought understanding to the ministry of reconciliation given to the body of Christ. I remember 2015 when my husband, as a minister, started a series on the total man in Christ, where he said a Christian has no need for deliverance for his complete in Christ. Because of the trend of legalism and moralism, Global Baba, I thought he just wanted to sound different. Honestly, connecting to Kellenen this year has been an eye-opener. I'm totally convinced the message is one. Sir, I emailed you to know how one can submit to you. I still await your response. Thank you for sharing this knowledge with all of us. May the Lord God overflow you with the abundance of all you need to push through this vision. I'm Colette from the Republic of Cameroon. Wow, we'll reach, we'll reach out to you. Producer, please make sure we reach out to this person. So we can tell you how you can submit and benefit from, you know, the, the, the nourishment we have ministerially for you in this ministry. Okay, Global Baba, we 
we, we are in the Republic of Cameroon, just next door, yes. and we are still in the Republic of Cameroon, but this um, writer prefers us to call him by the title Ambazonia. Ambazonia is the southern part of Cameroon still seeking independence. And of course, it's a guy. So that's why we're doing that for him. Okay, Ambazonia. Yeah, so. That's Kate. Yeah, so Skate Bayoska. <laughs> Skate Bayoska. Since he's a man, you know, yes, so we, we have to do it for him. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he says, Hello, Global Baba and Intercontinental Mr. Bush. I salute your labor of love and selflessness in the course of the gospel. My question. The, testi the testimony of Jesus, Global Baba, is the spirit of prophecy in the Old Testament. Just the other morning, Global Baba, you emphasized the need for us to convert after spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Please, sir, since Christ has already risen, what specifically is the scope of the New Testament prophecy? Thank you, Daddy. Well, again, the New Testament prophecy is to comfort, to edify, to exhort, to comfort, to edify, to exhort. That's why we prophesy in the New Testament. Sometimes just a word of comfort, a word of exhortation, and a word of edification. Because that's why we gather together to edify one another. So that's the scope of New Testament prophecy. Of course, remember, there's word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. All those are gifts of the spirit. And the whole purpose is so that believers can profit without. So a word of knowledge, not a sentence of knowledge. It's a word and a word of wisdom, not a sentence of wisdom. So when somebody begins to go into the details of your life, you need to know that a soothsaying spirit is in operation. Because if it is the spirit of God, he will drop just a word, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. And all of that is sometimes people, God could be speaking to somebody, but the person is not sure. So God will use you to give him a word of knowledge to confirm what the spirit of God has already spoken to him. At the end of the day, everybody's edified. Okay, Global Bible stay on in Cameroon. Pat, this caller. Hello. Hello, good morning, sir. Welcome to the program. Your name, where are you calling from? Um, my name is Hassan Kato. I'm calling from Adama State. Go ahead, Hassan. Good morning, Papa. Morning. Bless you. Merry Christmas. I'm same to you, sir. And good morning, Mr. Bush. Good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, I have enjoyed listening to Papa. I think I'm over two months now I've been listening to him. Sir, your teaching has really uplifted me spiritually and physically. But I have a problem, sir. Okay, go ahead. I'm a Catholic by religion. And since when I have started listening to your, your teaching, my faith in Catholic has changed. I don't feel like going to that church. I don't feel like even listening to what they are doing. Now, I want to really identify with a church that I can continue listening to this new teaching. I don't know which of these church I can participate here in Adama State. Okay. Well, uh, what you do is, after this service, if you can kindly call the number again, then we will take your number, and then we will, you know, look out for a Bible teaching church in Adamaba where Christ is revealed, and recommend for you. And if we don't find one, you just stay with us, keep learning until you are able to start one in Adamaba and be the light in Adamaba, so that through you, more people will come to the knowledge of Christ. Thank you, Papa. Bless you. 
Global, but when you were answering that question, as more of a when Hassan was asking that from Adama one, you were answering, I shifted from you so that the missiles that will start flying would just look at only you. <laughs> Had to move out of the way. I'm okay. covered by the blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So, um, Global Papa, we need, to, we need to go. Looks like we're spending the night in Cameroon. Okay. I'm told we have less than three minutes. Hello, sir. A great pleasure it is, sir. I have been following you for two to three years now. I'm Evangelist Associate Alice from Cameroon. I live in the city of Douala. Douala is in the littoral province. Please, sir, I'm filled. I'm blessed by your teachings. I pray, sir, that you help to equip me. And how do I get your book, sir? Thank you, sir, for your teachings. I've allowed myself to unlearn so that only the true gospel of Jesus will take possession of and in me. Thank you very much and stay blessed, including the team of fire pastors you brought on on KLN. You have given them a great teach training. Chai, the pastors were full of the same teachings as you do. Thank you again, sir. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was Dr. Yes. Gabriel and his team and on team. KLN. Yeah. Fantastic. Praise God. Global well, books. To get our books, you just send an email asking for the books and our office will send you a response and they, they can ship the books to you anywhere in the world. Bless you and thank you. Okay, Global Baba, we must go. We just want to take out this time and thank um, XL, XL 106.9 FM. Um, they have been fantastic. They, gave, yeah. us, they yeah. gave us this airline today free. Please put your hands together for XL FM. Also today, before we go, Pastor Raymond. Pastor Raymond, today is his birthday. Okay. Yes, so okay. Pastor Raymond, okay. is, today is his birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. We don't know Pastor Raymond. Please put your hands together for him. <laughs> Pastor Raymond, I can break this news. Um, effective the 1st of January 2021, Pastor Raymond has taken all by himself. And as I speak with you, I think that payment, that, be, that deal has already been sealed. Global Baba will be preaching, or is that preaching, teaching? For 10 minutes, every morning of 2021 on live radio. And Pastor Raymond has paid totally for it. Powerful. So we'd like to thank Pastor Raymond, even as we encourage others. So all of us, thank you, producer Pastor I.J. Quera and the production team. Everyone joins me, Michael Bush, to say, Global Baba, we must go. Intercontinental, Mr. Bush, what a blessing this morning. We want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Remember, we're on radio to, I mean, one o'clock to three o'clock on XLFM today. Mm. Three to five, you know, you FM. I mean, six to eight, Comfort FM. Nine to ten, Inspiration FM. Ten to twelve, Heritage FM. And tomorrow morning, 11 to 1 o'clock, Radio Aquaibom. You don't want to miss it for anything. And we look forward to having all of you. Our teachings continue every day, usual times. And Sunday is going to be explosive as we begin to wind down into 2021. Enjoy the grace of God. Continue being filled with joy and celebration. Great grace is yours. And once again, Merry Christmas. Merry Goodbye Christmas. from Uyo, Nigeria. Merry Christmas. Praise God. Amen. Let's celebrate Mr. Bush for, for being a blessing. Appreciate you, man. Thank you again.
vez. <risos>